Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I am an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social-life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so much more. We think that living a healthy lifestyle is for every member in the family, from young children to adults. Everyone in the household will benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. If you're ready to learn some helpful tips for the whole family, let's do this thing. Hi, everyone. Roberta here today to focus on evening routines for our young kids. Ashley's here too to give her input as a mom of young kids as well. Just a disclaimer before we get started I have a lot of routine ideas and options that you're going to hear about in today's episode. My hope is that we start a conversation around bedtime routines and kind of normalize talking about it with our kids. I also really want to provide you with some practical tips to help make bedtime less stressful and set our mornings up for success. So let's get started. Welcome to episode one. In this first series, we're going to be talking about evening routines. And a lot of times, you know, we focus on morning routines, but the evening routine is equally, if not more important, because it sets us up for success in the morning. And so there are different ways that we can do this with our kids. And the first is, is knowledge, I think, and understanding how much sleep our kids need throughout the day and how it is different based on their age. So we all know that babies sleep pretty much all the time. We just let them sleep when they need to, right? And, and when they get to about a year old, they still need quite a bit of sleep, anywhere from 13 to 14 hours every day. That stays the same until about they're two years old, and then they still need 13 hours of sleep. And that can include nighttime sleep and um, nap time sleep. So then we move to three-year-olds and they still need between 12 and 13 hours every day. Four-year-olds need a little bit less from 11 to 12 and a half. Five-year-olds need 11 to 12 hours. And keep in mind those four and five-year-olds are preschoolers they may or may not be getting nap time at daycare or at school. So that 11 to 12 hours might have to be at night. And then six to 12 year olds, um, they still need anywhere between nine and 12 hours every day. And of course there's some ebb and flow and there's some differences needed and you'll notice the triggers of when your kid is tired, but just knowing how many hours of sleep they need is so important. And I think it's something that impacted um, our family life drastically. And I would, I had a post-it note on our daughter's bedroom door, like reminding us how much sleep she needs, because I think as a new parent, it, it constantly surprised me at how much sleep she really did need. Cause think about it. 12 hours is half of the day. So um I just kind of made that visual reminder for us. And that was helpful. A really good idea. Hey, pop it in. You guys probably didn't even know I was here, right? Um, so that is a really good idea because like you said, sometimes you just, you're like, why are you crabby right now? 
and exactly. you have no idea. You're like, I, you've been fed, you've been watered. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. You probably needed a little bit more sleep. And that's one thing that we don't like 100% think about all the time. So I really like that idea of if you're not understanding, putting a post-it note up, that's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. It helped a lot. Um, cause we did have some sleep issues, which is why I'm really passionate about it now. Cause we had a lot of, we had a lot of, a lot of problems in the first, um, couple years actually of our first kiddo's life with sleep. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit with routine, but what I do want to mention quick too, is I think talking about sleep with our kids and making it not a punishment, but instead explaining it in terms that they understand, especially the older they get, like even starting at two years old. Um, my husband and I talk to our kids like sleep is, is what charges their brains and their bodies, just like the tablet needs to be charged and plugged in. So when our batteries are running low, we're crabby, we're having a hard time regulating our emotions, we're um, fighting more with our siblings, we're acting out more with mom, we're having a hard time managing our actions and that impulsivity. And of course, we talk about that in child-friendly terms, but just explaining to them, like when we put you into bed or your crib, we kind of make it a fun thing. Like, Oh, we're plugging you in because your brain and your body need to charge. Like Colton right now, our little guy is so off schedule because it's summertime. And, um, we, I have to keep reminding him because we love the Avengers in our household and he loves (laughs) the Hulk. And we always tell him, Colton, you're turning into the Krabby Hulk monster right now, and we need you to not be the Krabby Hulk monster. So really putting it into terms that they understand, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I had mentioned, our sleep schedule and our evening routine was not always the best. Um, Part of that had to do with being first-time parents Part of that had to do with, um, for a while, my husband was working the night shift. And so when Izzy, our oldest, was really, really little, our our schedule just kind of shifted, um, which I don't recommend. Like, that really messed up her, her schedule for years. And it took a long time for us to get back into a good routine really we were struggling with sleep. Okay. Like hardcore with Isabel struggling to get her to fall asleep on her own, struggling to self-soothe, to go back to sleep when she would wake up in the middle of the night. Um, nap time was a terror. And so I was really, I really started looking for help and, and talking to other parents. Um, and through all of that found an amazing book, Um, called the no cry sleep solution, which I'll link in the show notes because it has literally been a lifesaver for our family. And so through these discussions and through reading this book cover to cover um, multiple times, in fact, I kind of learned some different things to help us. And so I'm going to just talk about a couple of the things that we've started implementing um, years ago that have really helped with both of our kids. 
Uh, one of the things is eating supper two hours before bed. And of course, this isn't an exact science, but um, they talked about how the digestive system works and how we get energy from our food. So typically you want to, you want to have a gap between mealtime and bedtime. Also, as we know, having calming activities right before bed and nothing that's really going to heighten our kids. Uh, most often we don't do technology after supper unless we're watching like a movie as a family or something, but that's the exception to the rule, not the normal. Then of course the kids, they brush their teeth, they get their pajamas on. And then both kids, uh, they pick out a book that we read to them. Um, and then we tuck them in, we give them hugs, you know, the whole routine. And then we have, um, sounds is what we call it and that is also a nightlight so it's this machine it's called hatch which i highly recommend it's a sound machine and an alarm clock that i can manage from my phone and so there there's a specific sound that they like and like my two-year-old he, he loves routine so much that it has to be the same sound. It has to be the same color coming out of this alarm clock so I can change the colors. So right now we have a light blue that's pretty dim. Um, and then with rain sounds. Um, and that is what both of my kids like right now is that sound. And what's nice is it'll turn on on its own. You know, they think it's turning on on its own, but really it's a program that I've set on my phone. And so they'll say, oh, it's time for bed. Sounds are on. Um, and what's equally nice, and we can talk about at a different time in more depth is I can change it so that like they know when to wake up. So there's chirping birds and it turns to like a, a warm yellow light to tell them when it's time to wake up. But anyway, so at nighttime, though, we use it for sounds and a dim blue light. But then we also have a lamp next to our daughter's bed that um, has a specific light bulb in it, light bulb in it. So it's not so bright. Um, and she uses that for looking at books at night until she's ready to fall asleep. And, and we've kind of started that with our son, too. And they both now really understand, which is really cool when they're starting to feel tired. So one of the biggest issues with, with, with our daughter, the older she got, we still were struggling with, with bedtime routine when she was about three and she just kept like, she didn't want to go to bed because no one else was asleep yet. And she would constantly complain like, well, I'm not tired yet. I don't want to go to bed. And um, we kind of came up with the solution of, okay, I understand that you're not feeling ready to go to sleep yet, but I do need you to stay in your bed. So if you stay in your bed, you can pick out some books. We've got this lamp. You can look at books as long as you want, but you have to stay in your bed. And it kind of turned into a really awesome thing because now both of my kids just understand when they're tired and they'll put their book away and turn off the light and go to sleep. And we don't really have the fighting that we used to have about bedtime. Um, 
what's also kind of cool is like Izzy understands those tired signals now. So even if it's not bedtime, but she's had a really big day and, you know, X, Y, and Z, she'll go, you know what, mom, I'm feeling really tired. I'm just going to go to bed. Like, okay, cool. Because you understand the signals. That is um, super important, even if it's not at bedtime either, because I know even like uh, Sadie, it's, it's very recognizable in Colton. He just, he starts getting super crabby right away. I mean, it's almost like a switch gets turned on for him. Um, but for Sadie, even like in the middle of the day, she's gotten a lot better now, but she would, um, she would do certain things. And then like, mm, does this mean you're, you're tired. Does this mean you're hungry? And she still kind of like ignores me when I try and ask those questions. But then I think she realizes afterwards, Hmm. Yeah, actually I am. It has to be her idea. It can't be mine. Then right. otherwise she won't listen. <laughs> yep. But once she comes to the realization that, no, oh, you know what? I think mom's right. I probably do need to lay down and rest for a little bit, or I do need to, um, have a snack. Mm -hmm. So teaching your kids those signals about themselves is super important and something that I didn't even realize either. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you right now? Right. <laughs> like yeah. when, when you start to actually realize it as a parent, you're like, oh, <laughs> just kidding. Hey, your basic needs aren't being met right now. <laughs> exactly. And it can be hard to recognize, especially because every kid, like you said, is so different and their signals are different. Yeah. And so one of the things that has been recommended, they're waking up throughout the night because they're hungry. And so, um, or they're waking up too early in the morning because they're hungry. So uh, a recommendation has been to make low sugar, um, but filling snack like oatmeal cookies and having them eat that as a bedtime snack. And that can kind of help that issue. The other thing I highly suggest is having a visual for kids to look at. So like once you've set what you want your evening routine to look like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be the same time every night. Like it, sh it should be really close. Whatever your routine is going to look like having a visual, especially for little kids that have words and pictures somewhere that they can see it is going to be really helpful and ideal because they're going to know what's coming next. They're not going to be surprised. Um, and it will lessen kind of the nighttime fights if they know what to expect. Another tip is making the room as dark as possible. So having darker curtains or even blackout curtains, if you live in an area where like the sun doesn't go down until 10 o'clock at night, then Maybe your kid's bedtime is at seven or eight and it's still bright outside. And they're like, but it's not nighttime. The sun is still up. And so having that, that darker shade is going to be helpful. The other thing would be reducing bright lights, even like from supper until bedtime. So reducing the amount of light going in through the eyes, because that's one of the body's natural systems. We see light in the morning. We see the sun. It tells our body it's time to wake up. It's time for the brain to wake up and start working. And so the um, opposite is true at night. 
if we limit the bright lights, think mood lighting, um, it's going to be, our brain is going to be more ready for sleep. So we talk about technology a little bit that we try not to do technology before bed. And I think like an hour before bed is probably a good um, advice, but it's totally different for everyone. But it's, it's really, really important for our kids that don't have self-regulation skills yet and really struggle with impulsivity because technology, again, stimulates the brain just like bright lights do. It's just another form of light. Um, it's going to stimulate them and make them more energized and not really ready for bed. And I think um, parents that are listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. No, there's not so much to do. You just need to figure out what works for your family. So we're giving you ideas here. So you just need to like pluck out the things that would be helpful for your family. So feel like you have to take on if you're like me and you listen to podcasts and you're like, oh my gosh, so many ideas. No, just pick out one thing at a time and um, start with one thing. And then once you feel comfortable with that and you're like, oh, this is working, then add something else if, if you think you need it. Um, And then if, if it's not working, scrap it, pick something different to try. Absolutely. And you know what, maybe you have routines that are already working. We would love to hear your routine. What works for your family? What do you do? At yeah. yeah. Send us an email at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mama's podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, Don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.